Today on The Open Word with Pastor David Landry. Aren't the gods of every major religion, aren't they really all the same? Just just different roads to the same thing. Isn't Allah, isn't he the same as Jehovah God? Beloved, all roads may lead to Rome, but all roads do not lead to salvation. All roads do lead to God, but nearly all of those roads will lead to God as our judge rather than as our father. There is one way and that is through Jesus Christ. Jesus himself declared, no man comes to the Father except through me, only through Christ. The Christian faith has been under constant scrutiny and attack since its establishment nearly 2,000 years ago. From the importance of the Trinity, a virgin birth, or a bodily resurrection, countless attempts have been made against key doctrines. In today's message, Pastor David warns us about the dangers of perhaps one of the more common false doctrines we hear today. In our study, we learn about the false doctrine of universalism and its attempt to dethrone Christ as the one and only way to salvation. Now here's Pastor David with part two of today's message, Nourished in Truth. Paul is telling Timothy here in chapter 4 when he mentions only a couple. He says they're, they're coming on and they're, they're, they're forbidding people to marry. You know, if you really want to follow Christ, you need to stay single. Or if you really, really want to follow Christ, you need to get, get rid of that, uh, that husband that's dragging you down or that wife that's dragging you down so, so that you can truly follow Christ because that's when you're going to be free. And that, that's what the teaching, that's what they were trying to pull or to abstain from foods which God created to be received with thanksgiving. God has given all things, again, to be received with thanksgiving to come up and say, well, no, you can't eat that because you're a Christian. I beg your pardon, that's not true. That's not what the word, as a matter of fact, the word of God gives us great freedom. Barbecued pork ribs, they're good. <laughs> I tell my vegetarian and vegan friends, that, you know, if God didn't want us to eat animals, he wouldn't have made them so tasty. But <laughs> there's, there's nothing that's illegal for us, and yet, yet there are some that are coming in. If you truly are, are a believer, no, this is what you have to do. And that was happening in the first century, and beloved, that and, and a multitude of other things are yet happening. Within the church today, there is a host of false doctrines being taught, and all the while, true doctrines are being pushed to the side and denied. We see them taught in mainline denominations. We see them paraded around even in mega churches. We see the lies declared, yeah, even in small home groups or small fellowships. It doesn't matter the size. It doesn't matter the denomination. Beloved, it's coming from every area. 
Even in some seminaries and and Christian colleges, they're training the next generation of leaders within the church, and they're allowing these false teachings to come in and to be taught as truth. And basically what we see is deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies in hypocrisy, taking inroads nearly everywhere that they can. They bring into doubt uh, a reference to, to true biblical doctrines, and then they add these new revealed truths. Oh, God has given me a new revelation, a new revelation, and I'm going to share it with the body today. This is a great thing. And suddenly they come up with this thing that's just out of the blue that has nothing to do with the Word of God, and in many cases goes against the Word of God, anti-biblical and false doctrines. And even casting doubt, the same trick of the enemy from the garden. Oh, is it really important that Jesus was virgin born? I mean, is that really all that important? After all, Jesus came, he lived a good life, and he spoke of Christ. Why would it be important for him to be virgin born? And so they attack, again, the tenets of our faith. Does Jesus, did did he really have a bodily resurrection Or was it just his spirit that rose from the dead? Is it really all that important to believe in a trinity? That's really what you're trying to say, that God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, those three are one. I mean, really, how important is that? We know that there's a Holy Spirit. We know that there's, you know, Jesus. We know that there's God the Father. But do we really need to believe in a trinity? And so, again, they're undermining the truth of God's word and the orthodox understanding of Christianity from the very first century. The question, can grace alone really save Is it just the grace of God or isn't there also something that I need to do and that I need to maintain in my life in order to maintain my salvation? Don't I have a great responsibility in that or is it just the grace of alone by God through Christ alone? All of these things, men like Rob Bell, a former pastor of Mars Hill Bible Church. You would think he's a Bible church. He's going to be preaching from the Bible. But Rob Bell has become, again, a, a leading proponent of universalism. Universalism is there is no hell. Everybody's going to make it to heaven eventually. There is no real true hell. Rob Bell is also one who's uh, among a multitude of others within what would be looked at as the quote-unquote Christian church that are condoning homosexual marriages. Beloved, that's growing within the church today. Why? Because a falsehood, a lie, is being told over and over and over, louder and louder and louder, until now it is the new truth. Beware of these things, church. Many within what's called the word of faith movement. They mix true biblical understandings with false and misleading doctrines and teachings. One of their main false doctrines is we can speak into existence what we desire. We, because we are created in the image of God, we have that creative force within us. Some very popular teachers within that movement, both men and women, they're drawing Christians into these false doctrines, into the heresies, literally doctrines of demons. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a little God. I can create my own reality. Beloved, that's just a new age mysticism thing, and it's being brought into the church. 
popular teachers today. Literally, hundreds of thousands of people following men like Joel Osteen. Yes, I said his name. He preaches a gospel without repentance of sin, which, beloved, is no gospel at all. And yet many listen in. They support him. Why? Because it makes them feel good and because he's always got a smile on his face. (laughs) And you know what? People are smiling all the way to hell because he says God's love for you is so great, but you don't need to repent. You'll never hear sin mentioned from their platform. But beloved, Jesus spoke of it. The apostles spoke of it. How much more we need to speak of it. False teachers continue to rise up. They, they, they declare, oh, aren't the gods of every major religion, aren't they really all the same, just, just different roads to the same thing? Isn't Allah, isn't he the same as Jehovah God? Beloved, all roads may lead to Rome, but all roads do not lead to salvation. All roads do lead to God, but nearly all of those roads will lead to God as our judge rather than as our Father. There is one way, and that is through Jesus Christ. Jesus himself declared, no man comes to the Father except through me, only through Christ. Guys, I could go on and on with a lot of this, trust me. Again, the lies that are being taught, the lies that suddenly have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people following after them. Oh, membership in in good standing with our church is what solidifies your salvation. And so you need to make sure that you are in good standing with our church. And it's interesting how that good standing is quite often tied to your pocketbook too. So as long as you're in good standing with our church, your salvation continues. You fall away from our church, you're in great danger of losing your salvation. Beloved, the church doesn't save anybody. It's through faith in Jesus Christ. Let me ask you, why are we hammering on false teachers and false doctrines so hard? Because it's happening right now, and multitudes of people are being drawn away into its lies, being sucked away into its deception, and are being damaged in their walk in Christ and in their life, and even putting eternity at peril for them. Paul told Timothy, verse 6, Timothy, as as a pastor, he says, if you instruct the brethren in these things, you'll be a good minister of Jesus Christ. Beloved, I want to be a good minister of Jesus Christ, and so I'm instructing you in these things. You need to understand, you're not going to be able to leave here today. I've messed you up. You're not going to be able to leave here today without knowing that you've heard these things. You can't claim ignorance because you've heard it today. He says, you do these things. You're a good minister of Jesus Christ, nourished in the words of faith and of the good doctrine which you have carefully followed. Beloved, continued instruction is necessary for the full body of Christ. We need to hear these things. We need to understand these things. We need to receive them within our lives. 
ministers of the gospel are called by God, commanded by God to faithfully present the truth as well as to point out those areas of non-truth and partial truth. It's the responsibility of the pastors and of the leaders and of the teachers to teach truth and to lead those who listen to continue to search for the truth in their own lives. He says here in verse 7, 1 Timothy chapter 4, He says in verse 7, reject profane and old wives' fables and exercise yourself toward godliness. For bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that now is and that which is to come. You need to understand, Paul isn't saying we need to avoid bodily exercise. Bodily exercise is good. Or so I've been told. I don't know for sure myself, but many people say bodily exercise is good. But seriously, what he's speaking here is we need to make, pay closer attention to our spiritual lives than our physical lives. And so many times we, we put so much time and effort into the welfare and the care of our physical lives. And brothers, that's going to be done here pretty soon. What have you invested What kind of exercise have you placed within your spiritual lives? Bodily exercise, there's disciplines that are necessary. And for us to live, though, in godliness, there are greater need for even greater disciplines within our lives. In bodily exercise, we deny ourselves some of the pleasures of this life. But in living our lives in godliness, we also must deny the desires of the flesh for the glory of God and the controlling of our fleshly appetites. Man, my flesh wants to go over here. God says, no, that's going to bring destruction. Discipline your body. Paul himself says, man, I I, I keep my body in line because he knows that if his flesh is allowed to reign and rule within his life, it's going to bring destruction. This old tent that we carry around, this carcass that is ours, beloved, it's going to pass away. No matter how well you take care of it, it's not made to last forever. However, our spirit is formed to last for all eternity. How much care and concern do you take in its health and in its welfare? Paul tells us in verse 9, this is a faithful saying, worthy of all acceptance. For to this end we both labor and suffer reproach, because we trust in the living God who is the Savior of all men, especially of those who believe. I want to stop right there before I get, and this is just kind of a side note. When he says he is the Savior of all men, especially to those who believe, what is he speaking about there? I believe that he's speaking about the reality that God's love for the whole world sent Christ to die for the whole world and that the blood of Jesus Christ is sufficient for the sin of the whole world, but it is only effective to those who come to trust in him, who by faith come to Christ. He is the Savior made available to the whole world, but he is effective only to those who believe. I believe that's exactly what Paul is saying right there. And he says, these things command and teach. And here Paul's statement alludes to all that he stated before. Man, this is a faithful saying. It's worthy of acceptance. Listen to what I'm saying. He's warning about the false teachings. He's warning about you and I falling away from the truth. And he wants Timothy and all the church to understand that what he's stating is from the Lord and that we should receive it, 
We should consider it and we need to apply it to our lives and to our ministries. And I know that some of these things are hard to speak. I've probably already offended some of you because I've spoken about your your favorite television pastor. I'm sorry about that. I'm sorry that you are offended, but I'm not sorry about offending because it's the truth and let the truth be the offense. Beloved, we continue to believe false teachers to our own destruction. We continue to believe false teachings and false doctrine to our own damnation. And as Timothy relays these teachings to the church, he had to struggle with the same struggle that every other pastor or teacher in in an effort to get the people to understand truth. He had the same struggle that we still do today. And then on top of that, Timothy was a young guy. He, he, was, he was just a young buck, and he's now leading this church in, in Ephesus. Paul tells him in verse 12, he says, Let no one despise your youth, but be an example to the believers in word and in conduct, in love, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. Till I come, give attention to reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. You see, those things are important. He says, don't neglect the gift that's in you, which was given to you by prophecy with the laying on of hands of the eldership. Meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them that your progress may be evident to all. Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. That's twice he's used that word doctrine. It's important that we have good, solid, true doctrine that comes from the word of God, not from the schemes and the plans of man, but from the word of God. He says again, Take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this, you will save both yourself and those who hear you. Timothy had been taught the truths of the faith, even as a young man. Both his mother and his grandmother were believers, and they taught him. And then somewhere in his early teen years, he connected in with the Apostle Paul. He traveled with the Apostle Paul on some of his missionary journeys, and continually Paul pouring into this young man's life until it came to that point that Paul felt confident enough in Timothy to place him in areas of great responsibility and desired to continue to encourage him in that work. Paul understood that the most important thing that we can ever do within a ministry is to dedicate ourselves to the reading of God's word, to the exhortation or the encouragement or the teaching of the body of Christ and to doctrine, that true teaching of God's word to the people of God. That was a good ministry vision for the apostle Paul to give to Timothy in his days. And beloved, I believe that it still remains a good vision in our day. Our vision here at Calvary Chapel of Casa Grande, our mission, if you would, three words, to learn, to grow, to proclaim. We have it in your bulletin. You see it every week, but probably by now you just glance over it. The whole idea to learn the truth of God, to grow in the knowledge and the obedience to the spirit of God, and to proclaim the good news of the son of God, Jesus Christ. All of that, I believe, falls right in to what Paul is telling Timothy. We learn the truth of God through continual reading and studying of the word of God, both privately and corporately when we come together. 
we grow in the knowledge and in the obedience to the Spirit of God as we receive the teaching of the Word of God week in and week out without compromise, without excuse, and allowing it to transform our lives, our attitudes, and our actions for the glory of God by the power of His Holy Spirit. To then to the point that we are called to proclaim the good news of the Son of God, Jesus Christ. And beloved, we do that corporately when we come together as a church. We do it as a church as we send out missionaries, as we go out into our neighborhoods and proclaim the truth of the word. We do it on the radio station, but we also need to be doing it privately and individually within our neighborhoods, within our workplaces, within our schools, within our families, that again, we give reason for the hope that is within you, ever ready in season and out of season. Why? Because we are learning and growing from the word of God. That's why the local church body as as the body as well as individuals need to continue to give attention to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine, to meditating on these things, giving ourselves entirely to them that our progress might be evident to all, taking heed to ourselves and to our doctrines. Beloved, we are in the last days. I believe that we are in the last of the last days. No, I'm not giving a date or a time, but I believe that at any moment, at any time, the Lord Jesus could come to take his church home. And Jesus's warnings to his followers there on the Mount of Beatitudes, as he's sharing with them the very early portions of his ministry, he said that we need to be willing as his followers to suffer for righteousness sake. We need to stand strong with men or when men come and revile us and persecute us. When they say all kinds of evil against us falsely for his name's sake. We need to rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is our reward in heaven. For so they prosecute or persecuted the prophets that went before us. He told those that were his followers then, I tell you this morning on the same authority of God's word that you and I as believers in Christ, we are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavor, how's it gonna be seasoned? What's the use of it when we lose the power of our testimony, when we fall again victim to false teachings and to false doctrines? We become ineffective in the world and we are good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. He said that you and I, as his followers, we are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under the basket but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Church, these are the words of Jesus Christ to you and I. These are the words of the apostles to you and I of the importance of our life in these last days. We either take it as a nice little Bible study, we walk out these doors and we say, thank you very much. Hey, good to see you, brother. Good to see you, sister. Or we take the reality of the truth of God's word to heart and realize that God is speaking to his church in this time to let our light so shine before men that they might see our good works and give glory to our Father which is in heaven. Do you leave here today just hearing a good Bible study? Or do you leave here today challenged by the Holy Spirit 
to let your light shine before men. Maybe you're here today, you don't even have that light because you've never given your heart and life to Jesus Christ. Well, beloved, right now is the best time to do that. Right here today. It's not going to get any better time because we don't know how much time we have. We're so glad you joined us today for Pastor David's study in the book of 1 Timothy. This book is filled with valuable instruction for church leadership, yet holds plenty of instruction for Christians in general. We can all be leaders in our own sphere of influence, and studying 1 Timothy will give us great insight into God's values in this area. We hope you've been encouraged by today's message on the open word. If you'd like to hear more teachings from this program, Pastor David's here to tell you how. Hey, thanks, Chris. You know, The Open Word has an archive of previous messages ready to be listened to, downloaded, or shared. Just go to theopenword.com. Simply click on the teachings link at the top of the page. You can also take The Open Word with you as you go by subscribing to our podcasts. This can be done through our website or by searching for The Open Word on iTunes. By subscribing, you'll have sound biblical teaching with you anytime, anywhere. Thanks, Pastor David. While you're at our website, be sure to click on About for information about the ministry of The Open Word and more about Pastor David. There's also a link to Pastor David's blog, another great resource that looks deeper into what the Bible is teaching us. That website, once again, is theopenword.com. That's all we have time for here today on The Open Word. Join us next time as Pastor David continues teaching verse by verse, chapter by chapter, through the book of 1 Timothy, right here on The Open Word. This one.